Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. Yeah, it was a nice little pause there as I actually had an early morning brain fart. I'm not usually up this early. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR. I've been up since 7 a.m. My God. Still got the sleepy corners of my eyes. I am also the main proprietor of Tenkar's Tavern Blog. So today the topic well today's topic is actually inspired by a topic that was talked about a bit last night on the old school blues podcast vince florio ugh, told you too early in the morning vince florio glenn halstrom and myself and although we strayed <laughs> straight off topic far more often than we stayed on topic one of the topics was what do we use for inspiration when thinking of an adventure? And I had ima- I had mentioned uh, the uh, dungeon cards that are put out by Inkball Designs. Uh, these cards are very useful because you can you know grab a card. It's a small adventure written on a size of a playing you know, playing card from a poker deck. But I've taken that as inspiration. Give me 10 minutes of that card, and I can turn that into a full adventure, which is what I've done spur of the moment when needed. But what do you do if you're sitting down at your desk, remarkably like I am right now, and you want to design an adventure? A lot of times, when I'm looking for inspiration for an adventure, I go to dun, 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 the Tome of Adventure Design by Matt Finch. This is published by Frog God Games. Uh, I believe there are still copies in print, although it's getting harder and harder to find. This is worth its weight in gold. If you can't get a copy of this, the Tome of Adventure Design, which it's a hardcover book. It comes in about, I don't know, 300 pages. You could pick up the D30 Sandbox Companion and the D30 uh, Game Master Companion. Those are by new Big Dragon Games. And they obviously use a D30 for their tables. And there's going to be small in this book. They're available in PDF on RPG Now, I believe, print on Lulu. Um, they are an excellent alternative. Obviously, the charts are smaller. But what you get with this, I'm going to go back to the Tome of Adventure Design. Say so you want to name your location. Because a lot of times, just knowing the name of your dungeon, whether players will ever know the name of themselves or not, is really inconsequential. Um, the, the awesomeness is you've got four columns, 100 entries on each, and we're just going to randomly pick. So we're going to go with the, uh, the Sunken Brewery. There has to be a brewery. First, Sunken. It's the brewery of the decayed toad. 
the brewery of the decayed toad. Ah, let's go with the vile, vile brewery of the decayed toad. What the hell was that entail? Already that's giving you images. It's giving me images. It's giving me bizarre images. But it gives you images of what that adventure might entail. Maybe not how the map is going to play out. But, you know, imagine it wouldn't be a beer brewery, right? You know, you'd be brewing something from uh, toad excretions. And what would that be? And why would somebody be doing that? Maybe it's a cult. Cults are always a great fallback for this stuff, I think. So, or you can you can approach it different ways. You can you can, you know, approach it by saying, well, what's the big baddie uh, looking to do? What is what are the are, are the goals there? You know, or are there politics involved? And then this book even goes beyond that because once you get beyond the the car, you know, the adventure creation, you know, you move on to designing your own monsters. Now, this isn't like uh, James Raggy's uh, esoteric uh, monster book, which I think was published by Goodman Games. I don't know if it's still in print. And that was also pretty much D20 uh, aimed at, written on the D20 era. But here, like, you can... Uh, you know, undead, basic types of undead, and you can roll on a table here, and you get, like, oh, semi-corporal genius reproduces through prey. So that's a bit like a vampire, right? Uh, cause of, an, of intelligent undeath returned partially by actions of others. Now, preparations for intelligent undeath. Ritual binds soul to a place. It's inspiration. Books like this are literally meant to be inspiration. I know there's always that joke of the old uh, you know, Chinese food menu for the takeout. You get one from column A and one from column B. I haven't seen that in 30 years. But this is similar. And you sure, you can roll on these tables. I, I tend not to roll unless I'm, I'm rolling for... Uh, I don't say an experiment, but uh, I'm rolling to do a, maybe like a live episode where I'm going to, which wouldn't be bad. We could do something like that. But I like to look at the pages and look at it and scan it with my fingers and my eyes and say, hmm, what pops out? What starts looking good? What is talking to me? Because sometimes randomness does not speak. Randomness is not always the way to go. I mean, think about it. I don't know uh, if you're an AD&D player, first edition, remember those uh, charts in the back to roll, roll randomly your own dungeon? And I did that. Yeah, you got a whole family gathering and uh, it's all adults plus you and your sister who's five years younger, so you're 13, she's eight. And bring some dice with you, some scrap paper, some graph paper, and the DMG, and start rolling out dungeons. Well, here's the problem with rolling out dungeons. Yes, they are random. Dungeons are not meant 
necessarily to be random. Think about it. They were built by somebody. Random magic generally didn't just build a dungeon, so corridors have to have a reason. Even if the reason is it was going to go somewhere and the construction stopped, the money stopped, it got invaded, whatever. There was always a purpose to it. There's a perp there's a, usually a purpose to a dungeon before it's inhabited by the undead, the monsters, the cultists, the bandits. There usually was something else. You know, we tend to forget that. Then again, there are dungeons that were just made to be dungeons. You look at Rappanathic. You look at the castle of the Mad Archmage. These are dungeons that are meant for, from the very start to be dungeons. But many of your dungeons in your campaigns are the remains of a prior society, I would think. They're ruins, underground ruins. So they were laid out with a purpose. And think of that purpose when you are drawing out your adventure and laying out your map. But uh, yes, uh, Tome of Adventure Design. Should have thought about this yesterday during uh, the Old School Blues podcast. This is one hell of a resource. I, if somebody would be so kind as to uh, put together a... a, a, a an expensive little program using the tables from here, and I could just go click, 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 and come up with the names of a dungeon and inspiration and some ideas for some undead. It would be perfect. It would, it would, it would make the lazy DM even lazier. And uh, I think we can all speak to the lazy DM because there's lazy DM to some extent in all of us. If you always want to do more than we have time to be able to do. All right, folks. On that note, I am going to bid the adieu for today. Be safe. God bless. Roll your dice well. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, laters. <laughs>